This podcast is underwritten in part by Christian Community Credit Union. Why join CCCU? Well, first, they're not afraid to say they're Christian, not just in their name, but in the way they do business and treat their members. Second, they focus on people over profit, God-honoring service over meeting sales goals. And third, they share your kingdom values and understand ministry. Lastly, they're serious about helping you thrive financially. Join CCCU and open your account today. Go to joinchristiancommunity.com. That's joinchristiancommunity.com. Membership eligibility required. Each account is privately insured up to $250,000. By member's choice, this institution is not federally insured. Do you know the difference between government bonds and drummers? Bonds eventually mature and earn money. (laughs) Hi, I'm Rob West, and apologies to all you drummers out there. I couldn't resist that one. You know what else folks can't resist lately? I-bonds, and we've been getting a lot of questions about them. So I'll give you an I-bond primer today. Then it's on to your calls at 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. This is MoneyWise, biblical wisdom for your financial decisions. Okay, there's no question that I-bonds became hugely popular in 2022. If every cloud has a silver lining, then the silver lining in the cloud of inflation is the I-bond, because the I stands for inflation, and its interest rate is pegged to the consumer price index. This past year, inflation skyrocketed, and so did the interest rate paid by I-bonds. That interest rate is recalculated every six months. So for a good part of 2022, I bonds were paying an incredible 9.62%. Now, they tell us that inflation has come down somewhat, so the latest six-month period, November through April of 2023, has I-bonds paying less, but still a very healthy 6.89%. That's way more than you can get with any bank savings account, brick and mortar, or online. And I-bonds come with as much security as you can get in the world. Issued by the Treasury Department, they're backed by the full faith and credit of the U.S. government. They're also exempt from state and local income taxes, which makes them an even better investment if you live in a state or city with high income taxes. When inflation hammers the stock and bond markets, you'd think that investors would move all of their money into I-bonds. But you can't. You can only buy up to $10,000 worth of I-bonds a year through the government's Treasury Direct website and another $5,000 a year with your tax refund for a total of $15,000 per person. You'd also think that investors around the world would flock to I-bonds, but they can't. To purchase them, you need to be a U.S. citizen, even if you're living abroad, or a U.S. resident, or a civilian employee of the U.S. government, regardless of where you live. Some trusts and estates can also purchase I-bonds, but corporations can't. Drilling down a little deeper into how the interest rate of I-bonds is calculated, the rate you're paid is called the composite rate. That's a combination of the current fixed rate of 0.4% plus the current inflation rate, 6.48%. Put them together and you get the current composite rate of 6.89%. 
Your I-bond earns interest on a monthly basis, and that interest is added to the principal of your bond every six months, allowing your money to compound over time. However, you don't actually get access to those interest payments until you cash in the bond. Also, and this is why you wouldn't include I-bonds in your emergency fund, you can't cash them in for a full year after the purchase. And if you cash them in from one to five years of purchase, you'll lose the prior three months' worth of interest. After five years, there's no penalty for cashing them in. And what about maturity, you ask? Well, I-bonds have a 20-year original maturity period and an extended period of another 10 years for a total of 30. After 30 years, your I-bond has earned you all the interest it can, and there's no reason to hold it any longer. Now, how are I-bonds taxed? Well, I said that they're exempt from state and municipal income taxes, but not federal, with one exception. If you cash in a bond to pay for qualified higher education expenses, the interest you've earned may be exempt from federal taxes. Uh, One more thing to know about I-bonds and taxes, the owner of the bond always has to pay the tax. That means if someone else bought the bond and gave it to you as a gift, you pay the tax on it when you cash it in. So to recap, I-bonds have three major benefits. First, they're designed to protect your money from the ravages of inflation. It's almost a given that money held in a bank savings account, even an online bank, will lose some purchasing power. Not so with I-bonds. When inflation goes up, so does the interest paid on an I-bond. Secondly, and certainly unlike the stock market, I-bonds have as close to a zero risk of default as you can since they're backed by the federal government. And finally, they're exempt from state and local income taxes and possibly federal income taxes if you use them to pay for college tuition and fees at a qualified institution. All of which means you should consider I-bonds as a part of your overall financial planning. All right, your calls are next, 800-525-7000. I'm Rob West, and we'll be right back. Siri, what's the best way to save for college? Hmm, I'm not sure. Well, what does the Bible say about co-signing for a loan or investing for retirement? I don't know that either, but you can find those answers on the free MoneyWise app. Really? Sure. You can connect with the online community and get answers and encouragement from MoneyWise coaches. That sounds great. Siri, download the MoneyWise app. Got it. Learn Learn more more. at moneywise.org. My name is Kent, and I'm a member of Christian Healthcare Ministries. I have a friend who actually has great insurance, and she recently had a a life-threatening experience. And she was laying in the hospital bed afraid, not afraid for her life, but afraid of what her insurance would or would not cover. And as a CHM member, I can honestly say I just never have that fear. I can't tell you the the peace of mind that provides. Learn more about Christian Healthcare Ministries' biblical cost-sharing at chministries.org. Welcome back to Money Wise, where biblical wisdom meets today's financial decisions. 
The number to call is 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000. We've got some lines open today. Uh, another way to potentially save money is by researching alternative health care options. And an underwriter for this program is Christian Healthcare Ministries. Uh, everyone is in a key decision-making period right now for better health care options. And CHM is a budget-friendly, biblical, and compassionate health care cost solution for Christians in all 50 states and around the world. So you may want to consider that as you're looking at uh, a biblical option for health care cost sharing. Christian Healthcare Ministries is the oldest and longest running in this space, and they serve many, many of our listeners, including some on our very own team. Uh, give uh, them a try at chministries.org, and you can learn more on their website. All right, we're taking your calls and questions today, 800-525-7000. We'll also tackle a couple of emails today as well, some great ones that came in recently, and we'd love to hear from you, by the way, if you have questions you'd like to send our way, just email them to questions at moneywise.org. That's questions at moneywise.org, and many of them will make their way onto the air. All right, to Tampa, Florida we go. Danny, thanks for your call. How can I help you? Thank you. Um, calling, uh, my father is 90 years old, and uh, he hasn't been doing too well with his health. He wants to, the, the, he has a house that he wants for the brothers and sisters to keep part of it. Uh, so basically what he wants to do is he wants to put me on the title and take out uh, 220000 from from uh, equity from the house. So uh, the house is worth $420,000. He wants to take out two twenty, And out of the two twenty, he wants to give the four, two sisters and two brothers $33,000, each one of them. And the rest of the house, he wants to basically... Uh, me and my brother, two of us, split it later on. So my question is, I'm trying to see how can I go about it, making a contract with my my brothers and sisters regarding this. Interesting. Uh, let me just make sure I understand the scenario. So you said the home is worth uh, $420,000. Is mm-hmm. it owned free and clear? He owes one on one. $101,000. He owes, owes 101000 And he alone is on the title to the home, correct? Correct. Yeah, he wants okay. to put me on it. No, I understand that. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out what he's trying to accomplish. So he owes one hundred and one, and his goal is what? Other than to, I guess, give a portion of his inheritance, i.e. the value of the property to the kids now. Is that right? Correct. He wants to do that because he feels that something is going to happen to him. And before he goes, he wants to leave everything settled with the four of us. Now, the okay. the two girls, they will only get 33000 I will get thirty three. my brother thirty three, and then the remaining portion of the of the balance of the house, he, he wants for me and my brother to split it later on. Yeah, but he's taking it out in the form of a mortgage, is that right? Yes, uh, a, yeah. a refinance, like a cash-out refinance. Yeah. Why not just uh, put this in a trust or just leave it to the kids on a, uh, in a pro rata basis the way you just described at his death? Okay. So, um, so how, how does that work? 
Yeah. So here's the thing. You know, first of all, if you try to take the equity out now through a mortgage, it's very expensive money. I mean, mortgage rates are up over 7% right now. So he'd be giving them a portion of this equity, but somebody's going to have to service that debt. That's going to be a huge uh, monthly payment. Uh, Beyond that, it's going to create tax implications. If it's left to the kids as an inheritance, the cost basis for the home, which is what determines how much capital gains is paid when it's sold, the cost basis will increase to the date of death uh, when it's passed to the heirs. So let's say you receive uh, equal to 50% of the remaining portion. Let's say that was 100000 Your cost basis on that 100000 worth of equity in the house is reset to the date of death. So essentially you have no gain unless you were to hold it and it appreciates further. Uh, if you just add your brother and you to the title, then you're receiving it as a gift. The cost basis remains the same, what your dad originally bought it for. And so when you sell it, you're going to have capital gains on all of the gain uh, going back to the original purchase price. So from an estate planning standpoint, it's actually better for him to pass it to his heirs in whatever percentages he wants, either through a will. So he would create a a last will and testament with an estate planning attorney who would draft the will according to his wishes. And then the house would go through probate and pass to the heirs. Or he could set up what's called a trust, a living trust, where he would name a trustee. The house would be retitled in the name of the trust. And based on certain triggering events, either him being incapacitated prior to his death or at his death, uh, the home would pass outside of probate uh, directly to the beneficiaries of the trust in whatever percentages he establishes. But again, the cost basis would be raised to the value of the home as of the date of your dad's death, which means that there's no tax uh, consequences when it's sold. Does that all make sense? Yes, it makes sense. Yes, that's why I wanted to call you and see which way to go because I will have yeah. to be paying the mortgage from here yeah. on the $326,000. Right. Yeah, you don't want to do that. That's going to be a pretty expensive mortgage. Only mm-hmm. in the primary reason is just to be able to give this 33000 a piece to the other kids. But I think they're just going to have to wait and receive that at his death. Uh, the the uh, next step would be for you to visit with a godly estate planning attorney with your dad to make sure either the will or the trust is put in place. They can advise you on which is better and then make sure his wishes are carried out. At the same time, you could also get a durable power of attorney to cover whoever's going to make financial decisions for him if he's incapacitated. You can do health care directives and a, a mm-hmm. health care uh, power of attorney. You can make sure all of those documents are updated, but a primary objective will be to make sure that the will is or the trust or both are in place to handle uh, the distribution of his assets at his death. That's going to be a far better way than trying to tap into the equity now and give it away because now you've got to service the mortgage and you've got real tax implications on the sale. Okay. All right. That answered my questions. Let me then see uh, a Christian lawyer. Oh, help. That's right. If you don't have an estate planning attorney there in Tampa, you could reach out to one of our certified kingdom advisors and ask for a referral. Uh, just go to our okay. website, Danny, at moneywise.org. You could do a zip code okay. search when you when you click find a CKA. Call any one of those certified kingdom advisors and say, listen, I listen to MoneyWise and I need a godly okay. estate planning attorney and I need a referral and they'll give you a phone number. 
All right. Thank you so much. I will do okay. that. Okay. Very good, Thank Danny. You. Thanks for calling. God bless you, my friend. Well, uh, what a delight to talk to Danny. Uh, his dad obviously is wanting to uh, take care of the kids. The key is to do it in a way that makes sense and is not only tax efficient, but doesn't create a huge uh, debt service issue in the meantime as he tries to uh, handle these finances. Well, folks, a uh, lot more Money Wise ahead. The questions you have or what I'd like to hear, what's on your mind financially speaking today, will apply the counsel of God's word to your financial decisions and choices help you move forward with confidence. Give us a call. We've got some lines open. The number, 800-525-7000. By the way, MoneyWise is listener supported. If you're a part of the MoneyWise family and you'd like to support our work, you can head to moneywise.org and click the Give button. Again, it's moneywise.org. Just click Give. We'll be right back. We are grateful for support from LightPoint Portfolios, which seeks out family and faith-friendly investments for 401k and 403b plans, integrating faith values and fiduciary duty. LightPoint Portfolios offers retirement plans for a variety of organizations such as businesses, nonprofits, and churches. And we're grateful for their sponsorship of the MoneyWise program. More information is available at lightpointportfolios.com. You probably have a strategy for your finances, your career, even your retirement. But do you have a strategy for your giving? At the National Christian Foundation, we can help you create a giving strategy to inspire your family, maximize your resources, and leave a lasting legacy of faith. To learn how, visit moneywise.org ncf. Welcome back to MoneyWise, where biblical wisdom meets today's financial decisions. The number to call is 800-525-7000. That's 800-525-7000 to Miami Springs, Florida. Hey, Carlos, thanks for calling. How can I help you, sir? Thank you. Um, anyways, my question is very brief. Uh, all my beneficiaries, unfortunately, they passed because they were older than me. My family, they lived to be a long time. So now I'm in the uh, dilemma that uh, I don't know who to leave, uh, you know. Yes. My uh, my whatever to. <laughs> sure. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, there's only three places you can leave your estate, uh, your personal effects and assets. Uh, you can either leave, either leave it to heirs, uh, you can leave it to charity or ministry or to the government. Now, the good news is the government shouldn't get any of it because unless you have a massive estate, you would likely not have any kind of uh, taxes on it. So you just have to decide, is there individuals, uh, family members or others that you want to leave this to? And if not, uh, you know, what an opportunity to give, really, to support uh, the Lord's work, either at your local church or your church, plus other ministries that are, are on your heart, that you're passionate about. Now, what would you guess, Carlos, at your passing you would have in the way of a total estate? Uh, what would the value of the estate be if you kind of add up everything, real estate and stocks and bonds and savings and cash and all of it? Like about five million. 
About five million. Okay, so yeah. here's what what I would recommend. Do you um, do you have charitable interests? Do you have ministries or yes, charities yes. that Actually, are on your heart? Charles Schwab. Charles Schwab told me I could create a. Uh, I could make them the uh, trustees of whatever I leave behind, and okay. depending on what I choose, they will be the trustees. So I don't have yeah. to choose a family member and. That will squander it and, you know, whatever. Yes, yes. Um, are there particular passions that you have, Carlos, um, that you would, if you, if I were to say, what really gets you excited in terms of ministry activities? What type of ministries would you like to support? Wow. <laughs> oh. There, there mm. may be a... There may be a lot of things that, that uh, yeah. really capture your heart. Here's what I would recommend as one uh, alternative Moody, approach. Moody. I call myself ecumenical. Mm-hmm. There are so many different, uh, you know, uh, websites and people and, you know, either Catholic or Protestant that yes. they do so much good work. And actually sure. for the poor Yes. So, let me make a recommendation. Uh, There's an organization that was founded by Ron Blue and Larry Burkett called the National Christian Foundation, and uh, they're one one of the largest uh, charities in the world. But um, what they do, and they actually have an office there in Fort Lauderdale, and I believe they have one in Miami as well. Um, They uh, are all believers, and they will actually help you create what they call a giving strategy where they will take oh, you through a, through a process at no cost to you to, to uncover your passions and see where those passions align with God's activity, both there in South Florida and around the world, and help I you develop very, very, the very giving plan. You mentioned that Larry yeah. Burkett was the yes. one that got me into the, uh, the situation that I'm in, that I... Um, I, uh, Very good. I was able to manage my income. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Well, Larry started the National Christian Foundation, and billions of dollars flow through NCF, the National Christian Foundation, every year into tens of thousands of Christian ministries. But the team at NCF can help you create a giving strategy and really come up with not only a plan for how you give it away, but also uh, the actual ministries that it will be given to. And so um, we can do this. Either you can go to their website and contact them directly, or I would be happy to have my team get your information and we can have them contact you. Which would you prefer? Please contact me. Okay, great. So you hold the line, and uh, Courtney will get your information, and we will get uh, somebody in touch with you from the National Christian Foundation in South Florida, okay? Thank you so much. Very good. God bless you, Carlos. Thanks for calling today. Quickly to Chicago. Hey, Roland, how can I help you? Uh, hi. I am uh, interested in paying off my house. Uh, okay. But I not, uh, I'm not... Uh, I, I'm waffling on whether I should. I've been advised by other uh, friends that uh, there is nothing uh, seriously wrong with my idea. So I just bounce it off one more person to see okay. if there Go is. Go for it. Uh, um, okay, I have 18000 left on my house, uh, and I have about... 40000 in my 
let's call it emergency fund. It's just sitting okay. there and checking account. Yep. Um, uh, and if I pay off the house, that's a thousand dollars a month that I don't have to pay out, which lowers my amount that I need in my three month fifth strategy. Yes. So what I want to do is grab 18,000 and pay off the house. And that's one more payment I don't have. And, the and then you can, payments I have. Yes. And then you could take the money that you're saving because you don't have the mortgage payment and build the emergency fund back up. Right. That's correct. Yeah, I, I love this plan, Roland. I think that's uh, a great strategy. You know, here's the thing. Uh, when you get out of debt, there's just a whole lot of freedom that comes with that, uh, peace of mind. Uh, you've got 40000 in your emergency fund. Uh, you drop that down to 32000 but then you could increase that by more than 1000 a month to build it back up. Uh, to the 40,000 or whatever you feel comfortable with, I'd recommend three to six months expenses. So I think there's not any reason why you shouldn't just go ahead and wipe it out, but then be really careful not to allow your monthly lifestyle spending to creep up and you know, take advantage of that uh, extra thousand a month or more. Make sure you get that going into that uh, savings account until you get it replenished. I think you're on the right track, my friend. Thanks for checking with us. Well, before we run today, I want to ask you about how you think about money. Do you control how you spend it, save it and give it? Or does it seem to control you? Well, every day we talk about what the Bible has to say about money and how important it is to have a plan for how we manage it. If you haven't already done so, let me recommend that you check out the free MoneyWise app and let it help you get started on building a plan and working that plan so you control your money rather than it controlling you. You can find links to it on our website at moneywise.org. I'm Rob West. Many thanks to our amazing broadcast team and to you for listening. I hope you'll join us again next time right here on MoneyWise. MoneyWise is provided by MoneyWise Media and listeners like you.